pair of the hand. Um, yes. They're like round and stubby compared to the other fingers. Yes. Are we recording? Yes. Alright. Ladies of Future Boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast to be escorted from a McDonald's playground. My name is Toby DePola, and this week is part two of uh, volume one of Battle Angel Alita. Kaya is my co-host. What happened last week? Um, you told me about the comic, but I know it all from the that bit movie. The game, the game is adorable. PS One, well, everything's polygons, and she called those people a bunch of pussies. <laughs> um, so when we last left, um, she got beat up. Oh yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Um, it's me. Don't beat people up. Okay. Um, when we last left off, they were going to throw a leader onto a new body. Yeah. One from two changes. One from Edo's uh, little secret Dash. collection. Yeah, his wine cellar of robos. Yeah. All right, so let's jump ah, in. That oh. was loud. Yeah, man. Sorry. Be careful out there. So, Doctor Edo mm-hmm. has a collection of rare and unique robot bodies in his basement, um, including Robbie Robot from Forbidden Planet. Um, I love the Western cameos in this series because, like, I can get the reference. Yeah. Um, yeah, way, way later in the series we see the Cyclops brain that I always bring up on this podcast. You know, the one from the Brain That Wouldn't Die poster. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, they're down in the basement for the Berserker body. You know that one. Yeah. Um, so, we go into a flashback. Um, while scavenging for parts outside the city, Edo found a downed spaceship from a war that no history books bothered with because no one is printing history books in the scrapyard. Um, he has a bit of a look around in there and finds a downed soldier. He is a berserker. Uh, spoilers, it's a type of body that Martians used during their interplanetary war. Yeah. Um, the head had died and rotted away over hundreds of years, and the body had sort of sat silently... Alive, waiting for a new owner. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just a empty shell, kind of. That's okay. It happens. Yeah. So Edo took it home and realized it was a weapon of war and pretty much no other use. Um, it's a man-sized tank of a thing. Yeah. So he left it in the basement up until now. Alita well, didn't no- want to use it. He didn't want to use it. He said it's, a, it's evil. Yeah, but Edo seems to find a lot of things evil. Yet he goes out most nights and kills people. He kills villains. That's still evil. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, if Martians came and attacked people and you just had one of their tanks, it would kind of (laughs) leave a bad taste in your mouth, wouldn't it? It was 300 years ago. You don't even know. I don't know. Uh, Look, I don't want any Nazi paraphernalia in my house. That's the fact that he kept it in the basement actually negates what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, Alita knows how to use this power. All he can do is provide it. Yeah. So, Edo can reconfigure it to be female-shaped, um, but he's injured and he can't run the operation because, as you remember, Kyle... He, he got the shit beat out of him. Yeah, he got he got stabbed in the belly. He, um, he got a new belly button ring. Gonzo will have to do. Oh. Um, to which Gonzo is like, fucking what? 
Ito's like, you used to be a cyber doc, didn't you? And he's, he's like, no, I was a vet. Close enough. I mean, yeah, this is a... <laughs> It'll do. It'll work. Okay. Yeah. So we get another dream sequence, and Alita wakes up. Um, her body isn't as pretty as her old one, but it's fitting for a warrior. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, it's the body she's meant to have. Yeah. But so. yeah, because as we, as we learn, that's what she would have been using anyway. But that's the thing, like, yes, it's the body that she would have been wearing, but, like, she wasn't built to be pretty, she was built to destroy shit. Yeah. And that's, like, clearly what she wants to spend her time doing, so... Um, because you are someone from the movie and not the books, how, do, how does that compare as far as, um, getting to the body? makes a little bit i don't know i think i liked the alien ship thing hmm. well it's still the same it's just that ito had it already instead of the kids going out and having a look themselves i, th- I think i prefer the kids having to go out and look okay because it gives her like a bit more like choice in the matter and ownership of it yeah. and i like that the movie body like because it's supposed to be this, like, fancy technology. So the fact that the body changes to what her inner perception of herself is, I don't know, I think it's better. Okay, that's fair enough. We did talk a lot about agency on our, um, either previous episode or the one upcoming. Upcoming. Yeah, I wrote it down somewhere. It's Batwoman. I, yeah. Because <laughs> we're mad. Yeah. Um. Stay tuned for that, ladies yeah. and future boys. So... That night, while the adults sleep the operation off, um, Alita thinks about Ito's wound and declares revenge. She says, get fucked, uh, Makaku, you're a dick. I mean... You stabbed my... my she's ju- not you stabbed my Geppetto. Um, so, meanwhile, we, the reader, cut to that Gladiator Fight Club stuff I mentioned from the TV, as you recall. It's just simple big cyborgs fighting each other. It's Mortal Kombat sort of shit. Um, the current champion makes short work of his opponent with his grind cutters. His fingers extend ridiculously long and whip around so fast they can shatter just about anything. That's in the movie. Mm-hmm. After the fight, he is in his little green room thing and a fan sneaks in. Uh, they have a drink and talk a little, but, uh, oh, what's this? The fan's head falls off. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. His bo- the, the fan's body is Makaku's head. Okay. Be careful with that. Mm-hmm. It's, um... The fan's body is from Makaku's head. Yeah, see? He was in disguise. Tree boy. Mm. So, um... Yeah, it's Makaku's head running around on that flimsy dude's limbs. Oh, yeah. Mm. Two by four. Yeah, two by four. <laughs> um, so, a scuffle starts, but Makaku's head sort of worms its way into the fighter's body and pushes up through his face, mm. pushing the real face off and out. Now it's Makaku's body. Don't think that's how that works, but okay. Um, Like I said, because he's like a worm thing. He gets oh, in between the armor and then... He's a train. He's not a fucking train. <laughs> All right, well, he just pulled into the station that is this man's shoulders, okay? I will I will turn you to my side. Yeah, so he does a runner and sets his sights on finishing off a leader now that he's got, like, um, 
Big man body. Yeah, big fighting body. Instead of just a big hulking thing from last time. I know this is going to sound like, you know, mm. but where's Hugo? Not out. Okay. He is a piece of um, volume two. Because oh. he's a very big character in well, the movie. Last, last week I mentioned how the movie does a very effective job of merging a lot of separate stories and it homogenizes them into one big cohesive uh, movie hmm. instead of just bits. See, um, the Hugo story arc takes place after the Gruishka stuff, hmm. which it still sort of does in the film. But the motorball is taking place throughout all of it, and that's your, like, that's the one after Hugo. Hmm. He, so, story one's origin, she becomes a hunter warrior. While doing that job, which I'm, I hate that we haven't seen in live action because I want to see it. She fights a bunch of werewolves. As you do. All right. So remember in Batman Beyond how there was all those people gene splicing yeah. because it's a dystopian future. There's a there's a gang doing that and they have a bounty out. She beats the shit out of them, but like falls through a rusted out roof and bonks her head. Hmm. And when she wakes up, Hugo's there, and they they sort of meet that way. You know the moment when he pick, helps her up off the street and says, wow, you're heavy? Mm. It's it's that bit. But, like, when she's a trained professional now. And they have their whole adventure with Vector and getting to Zalem and all that stuff. So she really is just hanging out until he turns up and is like, hey, you know you could dream bigger than this. Well, that's why I kind of like that era, because I like the idea of episodic bounty hunter adventures. Mm. It's essentially Mandalorian with the leader. But yeah, um, so you got, you got this run, then Hugo ha- comes and goes. And that's when she gets into motorball. She distracts herself with a sport. Mm. And she gets super caught up into that. Um, and then has, you know, she does all that stuff. And then eventually that story arc finishes as well. Mm. She rises to an occasion, fights an enemy, is sort of done with the whole thing. She just kind of retires out of it because she gets bored. And then after that, um, what would happen next? Um, she becomes a musician and plays in the Kansas bar until Zapan has his revenge stuff. Well, then where does Zapan come in? He's in the. He's still in the Hugo stuff. He's still, you know, is the one who puts. So the- they just overlap story. They got rid of all of her hunter gatherer shit. An overlap story one and two. Not really. They overlap one, two, and three. And she is a hunter warrior in the movie. Yeah, but you don't see a shitload of it. it. You don't see a shitload of it in the books either. Okay. I'm I'm just checking. Yeah. I'm keeping my tally. I was waiting for you to notice that things aren't lining up as perfect as they were in the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, because he's like a big boy, and now he's not a big boy. Mm Hmm. Yeah, all the, all the stuff you remember about him's in it. It just takes place once she's competent. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're entering one of my favourite phases, which is the Hunter-Warrior leader. Like I said, because it would just be, you know, episodic adventures if they wanted to do it that way. So we've got the little trench coat outfit. 
Um, on a quiet night, Ido and Alita head to what is essentially a cop bar called Kansas. Um, it is a bar for hunter warriors to gather and shoot the shit and do whatever it is they do. I, like- I mean, I think that's actually a good idea. Well, cop bars are a thing in like every other universe where that would be required, so it no, would make sense I mean, to have I mean, one. like, I feel like um, bars for professions is a good idea. You, you love that shit from the guild in fairy tale. Well, yeah. So you have the guild in fairy tale, but mm-hmm. like in my profession, you're not allowed to talk to people outside of it. So if we had somewhere that and like it would be a bad image for us to go somewhere and like have a drink and stuff in case we're seen by the public. You're saying teachers need a cop bar? Yeah. Yeah. And like nurses could have one. Because that would be, like... If Grey's Anatomy, the parts of it I've seen in Scrubs, I'm pretty sure the cop bar for nurses and doctors is just the cafeteria, right? Yeah, but the patients are there. Yeah, that's no good. I was was going to say, that one's not nearly as good. Like, you you need your hangout place. Hmm. So maybe, like, teachers have, like, a coffee shop. (laughs) However, teachers are the ones that need to drink the most out of everyone, so... Irish coffee shop. (laughs) Okay. You got, you got yourself a deal. This is my new mission in life. Yeah. Um, I like the dialogue outside of this place. Um, in it, we see, like, Alita being more grim, but still being a relatively dopey young woman. Mm. Like, and they did something similar in the movie when I was, when I had it in mind, because, you know, before they go in, it's her and Ido, and they're near one of the big tubes that go up, mm. and he's explaining that, that, you know, that's where the cargo goes up to Zell. And you can hear it sort of rumbling up as it goes, and she's like, "It sounds like, it sounds like a mass amount of people screaming." And he and he looks at her serious face and goes, "You've gone very Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight." And she gets like big eyed, goes, "Really?" And he's like, "Never mind." <laughs> but in the in the movie, they go out the front. And she's like, "We're gonna fucking do whatever to Hugo," and then she stops to pet the puppy. Puppy. Yeah, she got distracted by a dog. I look, I'm on her team. I know, I thought you might relate to them. <laughs> um, this is a big, important moment. Hang on a second, there's a poppy. Papa. Mm. So, inside, um, that master guy I mentioned, it's his place. Mm. Um, him, his dog, uh, they're both there, and so is his baby, uh, Koyomi. A little baby. Mm. Um, it's also full of cheerful bounty hunters who know and respect uh, the Doctor Ito, who runs their maintenance and fights alongside them sometimes. Yeah, he's he's a good guy to have on your team most of the time. He's the medic. Um, he says, "Hey guys, listen up. We're going to need your help going after Makaku," and he is met with silence. Um, in the movie, he doesn't have a bounty at all. No. In the books, he does because Zalem doesn't have any sort of weird thing going on about a leader. It's a conspiracy. Um, he just doesn't have a good enough bounty. Because he's a big, horrible monster, and frankly, they're going to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah, no one wants to help. Hunters are lone wolves, and the risk is not worth the reward. If Edo wants to bring in the bounty, that is his problem. we got a recurring failure you may recall from the movie called Zapan. Yeah. Um, and he gives Edo some attitude, and suddenly the beer in his hand is now splashed in his face. Rude. Alita stands on his table in the PlayStation game. I like that she outright calls them all pussies. But here she gives them all a dressing down, and it 
amounts to the same thing. She pretty much You're calls being them pussies. that in the, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's always the same bit, but I think to save on text boxes and disk space, it's just summarized in a single word. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they're too fragile to handle a bounty, they should all go and fuck off. Pretty much. Yep, she calls them bedwetters as well, just to put a little bit of icing on that cake. Ito sees the bar fight in the making and puts his dad pants on. He says, Alita, you have to apologize. Alita puts on her stubborn daughter pants and replies, fat fucking chance. Um, Zapan, already wearing his bar brawl pants, says, I'm going to kick your ass. And Alita, putting on just a smirk, says, I would like to see you try. I mean, she's pretty good mm-hmm. at the fight. They know that now. The table is kicked out from under her and she dodges around some fists and, and boots before flicking out and kicking the beer steins into their respective owners' faces. Uh-huh. I like that that part's still in the movie. It's a good clip. Mm. Um, she manhandles Zapan into, um, in the stabbing some of the other patrons before kicking, like, the whole group out in, like, a big snowball of cyborgs up and out the door. <laughs> um, as the dust settles, there's a quaking feeling. Like, uh, like the ripple in the cup from Jurassic Park. Mm. You know? Um, a gargantuan man breaks through the doorway because he does not fit. Something big this way comes. Yep. It's Makaku in that gladiator body. Oh, yeah. He's killed, like, four dudes just coming from the street at this point, just to remind you that he's a bastard. So, the pain in his eye, you know, from the fucking whole fist in it. I mean, he does have most of a forearm in his eye. Yep. The pain's pretty intense. And you can still see a little bit of her elbow poking out of the clenched eye socket. Um, His decided killing a leader is not enough. He wants to torture her, turn her into a dreamcatcher-looking thing, and leave her alive in agony for uh, presumably a long time. Well, he basically tries to do the same thing in the movie, but he wants to, like, insert her head into his chest. He's saying he wants to make her into a medallion. Yeah. Which they show in, like, a fantasy sequence at some point. (laughs) He wants to turn her into, like, a a sad dreamcatcher. Yeah, so that she can... Comment on his oh, that's bad activities. That's, that's manga Japan. Mm. His goat is more of an aid beard in, the, in this version. It looks like a um, crab claw. Yeah. That's, that's what I got for you. I hate it, but you're right. I can't. I can't <laughs> change my opinions. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, he, he does a little monologue about how she sucks and he's going to torture her or whatever. Um, and he notices the baby at the bar. Uh, he doesn't make a move for it, but it is a sinister detail before he goes into more dialogue about how causing fear and pain upon others protects one from feeling those feelings themselves. I do this because somebody hurt me in my youth. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Makaku then uses one of his grind cutter fingers leading to a moment I expected in the movie but did not get. Alita dodges it a couple times before just, like, running along the cable itself. Mm. Um, it's cool, but um, before she reaches him, the other fingers expand too and whip out around her. Um, that's when he makes a move for the baby. Rude. The fight stops because, obviously, a delicate element such as a baby hostage will do that to a fight. Alita tells him, just put the kid down. She, the, the baby hadn't done nothing. I like the little panel of Makaku being like, why is it yours? And he's like, she's like, N- what? No. <laughs> it's like just a weird, awkward detail. Like, Put that baby down. Why? Is it yours? Uh, huh? <laughs> it's great. Um, 
and then what happens? Um, the challenge is set as the bath floor crumbles under the weight and damage from the grind cutters. Makaku purposely falls be- into the sewers beneath, and if Alita wants the kid back, she'll have to come get it. So, kind of the same, but not really. Not really. This um, time it's a baby, last time it was a puppy. And it's pre-Berserker in the movie too, huh? Because this No, because that's the fight where she gets cut up and yeah. turned in. Yeah, see, see what I mean? Like, she, she does the one hand. Boop, boop. Mm. See what I mean? Like, it's all done in the, in the film, but it's shuffled to um fit. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. It seems like it came from a good place. It wasn't direct negligence of the source material. What are you talking about, DC fan? Fuck you. <laughs> um, so Alita starts marching towards this, this hole in the ground. She talked a big game, and now her baby is in danger. Wow. Okay. So trap or not, she promises Master he will. she will save his baby. And he looks a little too shocked to really hear that words are coming at him. <laughs> the, the panel of him is just like, I, I'm having a trauma response right now. I'm busy. So she leaps down in, into the hole, and it reminds me a lot of like old New York from Futurama, I think. Um, upstairs, the dog... Who you remember from earlier? He, he the dog goes down as well, and Master asks Edo if there's a chance that this will be okay, and he kind of thinks so. If she taps into that muscle memory of hers, she should be able to figure it out. <laughs> Otherwise, um, we're all screwed. Because remember how he explained all the all the like the plasma that sh- her body can do? Yeah. They don't know that yet because it's alien tech. Yeah. So if she can naturally use the body appropriately, she should be okay. But they don't know that it can do that yet. Well, that's so... Because Edo took it, was like, I don't fucking understand any of this. It's in, it's in Martian, and pretty much just abandoned the thing. In the movie... Yeah. When she gets Japan's sword... Uh-huh. The one with the cock hilt? Yeah. The, the dildo sword. I'm pretty sure the Damascus blade comes from the motorball arc, but I may be wrong. Her coach at, gives it to her. At first, mm. she's just, you know, swoosh swooshing with the sword. Mm-hmm. But then eventually she starts, like... Igniting it? Yeah. I, I think that's just a cool but visual. It, I, don't, I don't know. But it does, like, a weird thing. I'm particularly thinking of when she kills... What's his name? The guy that promises to send everyone up. Vector. When she kills Vector, mm-hmm. there's like, you can see like, oh, he doesn't when she die holds in it in a certain way, like it engages and disengages. Hmm. That's, that's cool, but that's, you know. That, that, that one was a choice. Um, the Damascus Blade is, fuck, it's, it's right there on the cover. That one looks more like a serrated, like the source where you hold one side and you're on the other side of the tree holding the other side. The, the reason I didn't get the proper replica when it came out is because it's not the manga one. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, still, it's its own thing. Um, so she, she go down in the, you know, the old New York looking thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's down there hunting for this big jerk. Always almost gritty and serious, but not quite, you know. Um, she, she stops her fall by punching through a melted old building, but the building topples with her, like, still attached to it. You know, stuff like that. You you can see her almost being very capable and using her, I assume, military training, but 
you know, not quite getting the hang of things every time. Well, she doesn't know. When she crawls out of the water and shakes herself, she's like, it's like a dog. <laughs> Which I thought was funny as well. See? You do that sometimes. I do. It's, it's a shower thing. I can't help it. Um, yeah, I like the balance of things throughout the series, like, of her being sort of like a teenage kid, but still having the capabilities of who she is. It's like if Damien Wayne was not a fucking insufferable dick. You know, an assassin trained, but a child. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's that. Um, and sure, life gets shittier and tougher, and you see less of it as the series runs. But it's still there now and then. You know? Um, at any rate, the fear and adrenaline makes her feel alive. Nice. You know, so that's good. She's on the right track. And she hears Kaomi's uh, crying, so off she zooms to the rescue. To the baby. Yeah. Alita finds the baby hanging in its, like, what, it's like a basket thing? It reminds me a lot of, like, what you put the plant in, or, like, what you weigh fruit in. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of... I'm, like, I know that's mean in both cases. You know those, you know those like, on taco bowls that you can... <laughs> kind of like one of those on a string. No, it's one of the old school, like, deli weights. Yeah. But, like, you know how it's got, like, the weight at the top and then the basket mm. at the bottom? There's a baby in it. Yeah. Um. Weigh the baby. Yeah. So, she narrowly avoids an attack from Makaku. Well, look, it's Starro. Where? No, that's the yeah. He's wearing the gladiator dude's helmet. Looks like Starro. That's ridiculous. Don't worry. That uh, I have complaints about that outfit. People who have read it are probably making the same assumption. <laughs> they know what I'm going to talk about. So while she dodges and gets to the kid, we learn a little bit about um, Makaku. Um, this is his home. He grew up in the raw leftovers of the scrapyard, which is kind of the raw leftovers of Zalem, so that's like double shitty. Yeah. Um, he sees Alita protecting the child, and he cries a little bit. Um, see, he was born into a toilet bowl. You, you know how sometimes the parent... Yeah, I was going to say, you know how a parent doesn't know they're pregnant and they just think they've got to take a dump? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Um, and, you know, usually they keep the child, though. But old Makaku here is like Hugh Jackman and Kate Winslet's uh, cinematic film from 2006, Flushed Away. Oh, I like that. It's got the singing snails in it. The slugs, man. They're cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's what happens to him. Right. He gets flushed away. So he's pretty touchy about other people caring about others. How dare you care for others when no one cares for me because like, I'm you're, a you're, jackass. You're helping a damn stranger. I couldn't even get, like, my technically loved ones to help me. This, this is rigged. This is rigged shit. Ladies and gentlemen, family is a construct of your brain. You can choose whoever you want. Hmm. Most of the time. Vin Diesel and Paul Walker were not related, but they was family. Particularly after the first Corona. They, they drink Corona beer in that movie. You said Corona, so I started thinking about her. Yes, <laughs> after, after sharing that dog virtual gameplay, they were my brothers. They get super in a VTube in for Fast Seven. <gasps> Wait, what number are they actually up to? I can't. Like, Who cares? I can't <laughs> say anything anymore. It doesn't matter. So. Alita. It's the new Mario Kart with Paul Walker and <laughs> Diesel. Oh, God. 
So Alita has the baby, so she can't really fight back, you know, or, or dodge efficiently. There's a baby. Yeah. But then Fang the dog leaps out and bites the fucker on his on his face. He r- literally rips the arm back out of his eye and gives it to Alita. He's been he's been doing he's been playing fetch all along. Longest get more fetch ever. It's a good egg. Um. Yep. So he rips the arm out, gives it back to Alita, and she swaps the arm for the baby. So off Fang goes with the baby. Makes perfect sense. Well, now she's free to whoop ass. What? Sure. I'm going to give this tiny dog an entire baby and hope it doesn't eat it. Well, they're related. It's the owner's dog. It is a dogo. Yes, it's one of them Shibas. You know, those doges from the memes. Um, yep, so off it goes. So Alita can, you know, now do things. Um, when um, Makaku goes to make a grab for the dog, Alita does something. As we mentioned earlier, her berserker can manipulate plasma. Like one of those plasma cutters things that Boilermakers use to cut steel. Uh, with two fingers, she just cuts the fucking guy's arm off. Is that when she lights her finger on fire? Yeah. And then she uh, noticed that because I just read the books again for these notes. And then we rewatched the movie to refresh. And she does it once and it looks cool. And then, like, it goes out and... Um, Ido explains what it is to her, and then he they, like, hold hands. I'm like, fucking dude, he's going to get a blister or a burn or something. That should still be very hot. But there's, but there's no, like, reason. Oh, it gets used efficiently in the manga, and then she uses it to ignite the sword in the movie, I guess. Okay. It gets used here. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so she cuts off the dude's arm, then dips her fingers into tar. And Not in blood. No, and the, well, the the dog blood is from the OVA version, which, as we mentioned last week, was a lot of the inspiration for doing the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would like to say they mention that it's tar, which is good. Because Why do you think it was poop? They're in a like a raw sewer ruins, and raw. she's putting random. So it could be poop. Yeah, it literally <laughs> could be because she's just dipping her fingers into. A slime substance in a black and white title and wiping her face with it. I'm like, oh god. Ah, poop. Because I remember it not being blood, so I wanted to make a note in my notes about what it is, and then it happens. I'm like, Jesus. But then they say tar. I'm like, thank fuck. That's nice. Um, so yeah, but that's like a, you know, coffee machine or something. Turning himself off. Yeah. So, um,. Now, in the movie, it's dog's blood. Yeah, like we, like we said. Because um, there's no baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm He smooshes a poppy. Yeah. And that's like a... All, all the Martians sort of have like that little bit of extra dark metal on mm. their cheeks under their eyes. And then pretty much every body she has after the fact, she keeps that tradition. Yeah. Um, it's, It stops the light reflecting. Mm-hmm. Although if it's made out of steel... And it's shiny chrome in all of these. It would actually be, like, way fucking worse. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know this Martian stuff. I just know why they do it in football. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're it's saying. But then the I'm looking at the art, I'm like, well, this is shiny metal every time. So it's actually super stupid. Maybe it's so that when people look at her, it blinds them. I'm assuming it's so you can't punch someone in the face properly. 
Nah. Mm. That's stupid. Make for a weird timeline. So while Alina is stalking over in full muscle memory mode, Makaku asks the big dumb ball on his belt buckle what he should do. Now, that fucking thing's a weird design, and I didn't expect it to work like a Pokédex. But it does. For this one moment, and never again. It... I'm not going to say that also. It's like... It's, it's a, it's that a, will get us cancelled. It is a giant pig snout in the crotch of this man. Mm-hmm. 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 But it tells him she's too fast and too pissed at him, and his only chance is to use the grind cutters before she can close the gap, because once she's in, that guy's fucked. So he tries to strike, uh, but without his other arm. His uh, balance is not what it should be. So um, she, like, slides, sort of... She, like, scoots along his other arm. I don't know if you've flicked and seen that moment yet. I'm trying, but I have multiple fingers. Um... Well, yeah, yeah, she, she sort of scoots along it, making, like, a shape like a candy cane. Okay. Um, and he slams her against the wall. Oh, yes. But um, she isn't on the arm anymore. No, sir. She lands atop his head. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, see? She goes... Yeah. That's important. So before she can punch down, like, into his head... Because we know the brains are important. Mm-hmm. Um, the storm drain above them releases, and the place just floods out. Oh, no. Because he knows this place, so he poop. knows um, the, that all the water will come in. Oh, no, poop. Presumably, yeah. Um, uh, we do see Fang oh, got out with the baby, though, open. so that's good. Um, in the surge of water, Makaku can use the current to steady himself and use his whippy fingers again. Um, and a leader shouldn't be able to use her plasma hands, because water. Um, but plasma's hot. Yep, he goes. He goes to use his remaining arm, but you know how she like scooted along it. Yeah, she was using her plasma cutter at that, that <laughs> moment. So like the crack shows, and then just the arm just like fucking just clonks apart. Nice. So yeah, that's cool. Um, she gives him like a peace sign, and then they crash down a waterfall. Mm. And um, she stands up out of the water, and the first volume ends here. Mm. But that's something that bugs me about the series overall. But it's also part of why it's so addictive. The arcs always end in the fucking next one. Like, the story arc doesn't finish when the volume finishes. Mm. It's got a cliffhanger. But they all do it, and it's frustrating. It's not a complete story arc if it isn't in the story. So... Yeah, for nerd closure, you pick up the next one, and then it happens again, and again, until you get to the quote, with a bit of nano-tweaking, it should be possible to reconstruct her very, very slowly. And you get your blue fairy ending. Mm. She's a real boy. That's right. Depending on which version you like. So, instead of jumping into homework right now, I'm going to give you the actual ending for the volume, because it's my fucking podcast, and I can play God when I want to. Which brings us to this one. Alright, welcome back. Hey, you did it. Okay, so um, I I threatened God and said, this is my podcast, I can do what I want, and then the, um, the laptop got full. <laughs> and it stopped recording. Uh, it has now been like 24 hours. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to the show. Um, you remember where we're up to. I have uh, double-checked where we're up to. So um, let's continue this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, I said Lord Strike Me Down and he did. Because he's petty. Yep. And weak. You really want to risk him again? <laughs> so, really? All right, it is now day three of this podcast. Okay, um, so uh, Alita finds Makaku on that little shore. And tells him that she will bury him down there. And he calls her a hypocrite because everyone consumes life and leaves waste in in their wake. Um, but it's a weak argument for a guy who's addicted to eating human brains. I mean... You know what I mean? I think so. I know you want this. it's supposed to be angled so you can take a little bit of pity on him. But you can't really throw stones. I mean, like it's... Wait, a- how do you take pity on a dude that eats brains? Well, you, you get all his uh, lore and backstory coming up, but it's it's starting with him he being like, you're brains. right. It's like if Andre Chikatilo got up me for throwing away an old pair of shoes instead of donating them. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it ain't enough. Yeah, and then he says she's just after the money on his head, and he tries to give her a kick, but she grabs it. Again, just, is that a bad thing? It's her job. Huh. Yeah, she grabs the kick and just, like, drops him down, rebutting that it ain't even about the money for her, man. Um, it's about learning who she is. Uh, figuring out if life is good or bad or, you know, beautiful or ugly, all that sort of stuff. Jane in it for the cash prizes and she destroys the rest of his body hmm. and the wormy head part escapes again. It, it, it constricts around her, which is a word I learned from Pokemon. Is it train? Yeah. So she's wrapped up. She's getting, there's, there's, A train is being ran on a leader. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, God. Listeners, that oh fa- God. the face of regret right there. <laughs> Um, and he quickly explains to her, don't use your plasma thing, your fingers in here. Um, the, this part of the cavern is sort of full of hydrogen gas. They go boom boom. I mean, it's a, it's a sewer, so methane really probably. a train on her. Great. Oh, Jesus. What have I done? Um, yeah, she can't use her things, but that's fine because she's super strong. So she just punches through his, like, wor- like worm body. Mm. Through the middle. You know in Waterboy when she's like, I don't know what part a snake is but i'd say it's knee there's a similar thing she's punching the tube section it's now a good time to tell you i've never seen Waterboy. boy it's fine um she punched his uh spinal not caboose but one of the other train bits i mean he's just a spinal column really it's a face on a spine yeah um um, and yeah, she turns around to deal a fatal blow, like, you know, punch him right in his stupid face, but she sees, like, the shrapnel has pretty much killed him anyway. Like, he's, he's all fucked up. <laughs> he looked, I mean, she punched him in the stomach so hard it looked like a frag grenade went off in his face. Ha <laughs> um, That's what you get for being a metal snake boy. Yeah, he has enough movement left in him to twitch his tail, uh, and because it's severely damaged, it sparks. So, boom. Yay! Uh, vents in the street, you know, like like the proper like manholes, like somewhere Marilyn Monroe's doing the the dress thing, and she just gets vaporized. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's all, out of all the gutters. Nice. Um, and like the processing plant at the end of town is just just goes up like a fucking nuclear yeah, bomb. Yeah, because it would be full of stuff. Yeah, so it all goes up. Uh, Makaku finds himself floating in a peaceful light with a leader. Hmm. It's not heaven. Um, she can manipulate the fire around her the same way she does the plasma. Hmm. So she's sort of repelling it. So know, just a little she's old. just too strong. Um, That's what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Why do you think the Martians kicked our asses so bad? Because <laughs> they got sweet robos. Because we can't organize a clamp bake, let alone anything else. That's right. Our robos aren't good. We got those little pancake ones that vacuum the floor. You have to follow them because they're just chaos incarnate. <laughs> yeah. See, our, our robos aren't ready yet. But, um... I still want one. I'm going to give them a great name. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to figure out the science. If, um, you know, if plasma manipulation can repel an explosion, it's, it's fine. But she did it to ask him something before he dies. Why Why are you like this? Who cares? What's your problem? Who cares? Well, we get his origin. Well, he answers. We get his origin story here. Like I said, natural born kid. Uh, DreamWorks classic flushed away. He grows into a child, living off rats and drinking stormwater. Um, not a glamorous life, but... So Tim Burton's penguin? Yeah. Yeah, fucking literally. Um, so one day he travels far enough around in the sewers to see the surface through like a great and a full path for the first time. Um, he's dazzled by all the cool lights and life up there. There's all sorts of shit, man. Um, until a dude with a flamethrower, who I think is like pest control, uh, sees a weird rat human in the drain. <laughs> People can be very cruel, and the burns aren't in a very sterile environment down there. I mean, I don't know if it's cruel or like... It's it's cruel to not finish the job and leave a burnt thing to get septic in a, in a stormwater pit. <laughs> know that it was a full human i don't think he cared like if, if you look there's a lot of um i mean every background character in the book if you don't get to know them as a nice guy you can just assume that raiders from fallout they're scumbags every one of them okay so he blacks out he's not doing good uh he's distraught that he will die before even being noticed as a person uh obviously his fate doesn't end here though because like we're seeing him die in real time yeah um, he wakes up in a tank, uh, kind of like, um, is it called a BAFTA tank from Star Wars? They use them in, in um, Batman the Animated Series a little um, bit. I was just going just with a warm water tube. I was going with Venture Bros. One of those with, cloning with the, vats. With the twins floating Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know. And there's a movie I'm thinking of that it has a strategically placed bar. I think it's Bill Murray inside. I could be wrong, though. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's a man outside the tank who's talking to him. Um, says he found him out in the filth and has saved his life, but unfortunately his body was ruined beyond all repair, so he'll need a new one. Mm. You know, what kind of body does this guy desire? Obviously, he chose to be a big evil maggot thing. Mm. Um, and, yeah, he went to the surface and infected the world, leaving destruction to prove he was ever there at all. I mean, it's easier than been doing good. Yeah. Unfortunately. However, he did still feel unnoticed, because as we know, no one ever dared fuck with him. Yeah. So they kind of turned a blind eye anyway. So it didn't technically work until Alita noticed him. So he killed her. They had, they had their little, you know... Tiff. Yeah, they had their little battle, their little story arc. Um, yeah, she, she let him be known. Um... And at this point, Alita lets the fire in, and Makaku, you know, fizzles out like a monster in the sun, because there's a big-ass explosion they're sitting in. Beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Well, not even, like, cremation, like, there's, there's nothing left. <laughs> there's no jerky at the end. Damn. Um, so, as the real sun replaces the fire, in you know, because it's, I don't know, let's say 5am, uh, Alita finds the surface and sheds a tear for this lost soul. Who probably could have been better off. Yeah. 
Um, nah. And um, he does leave a clue because the person who worked on him has the uh, little symbol. Because mm. they're a tattoo in this one. They're not a little gemstone. I don't even know if they're a tattoo necessarily. They are something that is just required up there. Might have something to do with one of the big twists. Because in the film, they're like a little gem. Mm. I'm trying to think if like kids have them growing up or not. I'd have to fact check that. Might be a puberty thing. They have something similar to a brisk. People who have read it know what I'm talking about, but I'll save it for when we get to those volumes later on. Because obviously we've spoiled motorball... And the Hugo arc. We can leave three or four twists in there. Spoiler alert, she gets into playing the harmonica one at some point. Oh. <laughs> um, Things to look forward to, ladies and future boys. I, I ain't giving the you too much. I'm not giving you too much. But, but yeah, there's a whole there's a whole thing. But, yeah, um, anyone from Zalem is going to have that mark. And um, I wonder if original Leva had it. I don't think she did because she was Martian, not, not from... I don't know. No, that's a leader, a leader, not original a leader. In the film, a leader is his daughter, not a cat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got you. The yeah. parents get sent down to Iron City. No, no, I got Because you. Mm. they produce... Bad offspring. Mm, um, I will have to check to confirm that for you. Because, um... They go through, like, a big teenage process where, like, a thing happens to them, and that might be where the symbol is put on, maybe. Well, that's that's how you would tell, because, Your bar mitzvah. like, I know that she's not in that film. Your brain like, mitzvah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, that's what I can't... So if she doesn't have it, then it's something that's put into them, and it would have been put in... But no, 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 it certainly gets put in. I just don't remember, as far as the books go, if it's immediately or, um, at this point, I keep talking about yeah um so how, how you feel about the ending of the first arc really it's just bounty hunter boss fight but yeah i don't know i think i like the movie better it gives you a lot more yeah but um if you like if you are just doing the long read it spaces some of that stuff out yeah whereas in the movie a lot of, you know things get trimmed down to fit so everything sort of has its own room to breathe. I mean, that's why they used Gruishka. Yeah. Because they didn't, they just didn't feel like giving this guy any bullshit. They're like, separate character, doesn't have any motivations. He's just some guy. <laughs> Don't stress mean, about it. I think that's Which so is a cute way of doing it. I've never seen them. I've never seen something retcon out in Origin by just like replacing his, like, nah, that's a different guy. Don't worry about it. But it's a weird that's choice. the thing. Like, I think there's so much to, like, the comic and stuff mm. that it almost gets to that like hour long TV mark where you're like okay there can't be any more family drama in this yeah. like let's move on whereas the movie does pretty good to like keep beats going I, I find that even, I in, even in the moments when like nothing's happening something's happening the only arc that I feel that way about is the motorball one yeah because it's sort of doing its own thing whereas all the other ones sort of fit together pretty well mm. um but yeah it ends up being worth it after the fact anyway because mm. yeah like motorball is a slog for me but everything after that is just hit after hit I, I love all the other stuff remember how excited i would be for a sequel to this movie yeah 
<laughs> my, my, my hopes die a little bit more every day. No, it's alright. 10 years time. We've got a reboot. We're doing Avatar rules? Yes. Alright, sweet. That's better than nothing. There's still some hope for players of future boys. Um, yeah, so that's the ending of the storyline from Volume 1. So that brings us to the ending of my notes for now. Um, how do you feel comparatively? Like, you've, you've obviously said this one's a bit more... It's obviously got a less lot less to it. But how do you feel about, like, the comparisons? I feel like I've been pretty vocal throughout. Mm. Like that, like you said, they do a good job of um, hitting bits. Mm. I, I can't argue with that. They do a really good job of hitting all the bits. They're just in a fascinatingly weird order. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously there's no Murderball, no Hugo. Um, they're all coming up after this arc. There's but that's like I also like the way that they do Doc and her better because it gives it more reasoning and stuff like that. Hmm. Like, I'm not saying that the books are bad or anything. I haven't read them, so I can't say that. Well, the th- but- I think because Alida is just dropped in immediately. Like, Ido already has his thing yeah. going on, so you don't really get any sort of uh, backstory to it because they're just cruising. Yeah. Um. We've sort of covered a lot of the comparisons there. Um, I, I, I do like both versions, I think. How do you feel about um, Shirin as an addition? Yeah. Could you take her a leave her? Yeah. Yeah, cool. She's not really important to it. No. <laughs> She's from the OVA, though. I think that's the only reason she rocks up here. Um, oh, that wasn't me. I went... <laughs> Um, it's my alert telling me to clean your house, so you lose. Damn it. Oh, um, so the ending is really the only other thing I have in my notes to talk about. I prefer the original. I'm assuming because the book's still technically ongoing. I'm maybe in the minority there. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really need the weird continuations. I never made it to the Mars Chronicle stuff, um, which was the prequel series of her time on Mars. We had to Google it because you asked what she was doing in the in the dumps in the first place and I didn't really have an answer. Yeah, why is she down there? Um she No that was my that was my question. Yeah that was we your had to Yeah we had to we had to go and check. Um It turns out they're just really mad at her so they dropped her from the sky. Yeah. Um yeah I crashed out during Last Order during that vampire UFC fucking space tournament bit. I like Bitch, just just let her Pinocchio in peace. You know, let, let her do the I'm the real boy ending. I, I'm more than fine with that. Yeah. I get a happy ending. Not that kind. I get to see, like... I get to see Nova with an empty skull and a little... He's like a little pop flower. a little, like, flower in his head. And he's just kind of, like, hobbling around. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that they took his glasses off in the movie. I think you remember me being, like... Very disappointed at the time. Um, so yeah, I I get so much out of the original version, I feel no reason to pursue any further. I'm just happy to reread it over and over again. Kaya, do you have any questions about any later stuff before we go into homework? Before we wrap this puppy up? I don't think so. But I also haven't, like... I don't know. I know that you love it. Alright, well, complete... Complete spoiler-free. Is there anything that you want to ask about 
like after this. After I, this I can't ask stuff after this because I don't know. <laughs> You're like, hey, do you want to ask about what it's going to be like when you turn 40? Oh no, I haven't turned 31 yet. Yeah, okay. Well, so, homework question then? Homework question then. Uh, best cyborg. Oh god. Alita's uh, a cyborg. Yeah. And big. Treasure Planet. Oh. What is his name? Silver. Yeah. Pussy got morph. <laughs> that guy's strawberry jam and googly eyes, isn't it? I can see you're. you're I can see why you're a fan. Yeah, um, and the things I could do with that. I know people want like backgrounds. Um, what do you call it? Soundtrack? No, I just want like a little goop dude on my shoulder. I, th- I think Alita is probably my favorite. Um, the major from Ghost in the Shell is very similar in a lot of ways, being a full body prosthetic and stuff. Um, we know that the Shadow is not my favorite cyborg. <laughs> we remember that. Um, obviously, the one from Teen Titans is good. They don't use him very much, and when they do, it ain't. What about your boy Valentine? He's a synth. I don't know if we count that. He's got he's got a he's got a human brain pattern in a in a device. It's not a there's no organics in that. No organics. Are you saying that he has Alita brains? No, I'm under the impression Alita has a brain. He has brain patterns. He has a fact. He has a fax machine giving him. Putting little thoughts in there. I don't know what fax machine you're using. My fax machines don't help me shoot up the place. Mostly because I don't have one anymore because it's the 22nd century. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know a lot of fucking cyborgs, honestly. I don't know why I made that my own question. The Stormfire Cow? Who? Firestorm. Firestorm? The, the two dudes in the one body playing with Adams? Yeah. No. Are there two dudes in yeah, my body? Yeah, his, all, his molecules mixed up. There's no machinery in that. Does Blue Beetle count? Oh, no, but it's hard to define why. No. No, he's a host body with... Synth parts. Is the Scarab technology or... or a th- I think it's technology. Hmm. But it requires a host to work, so it needs organic parts to run it. Ladies and future boys, I have stumped him. You haven't stumped me so much as me going, fuck, I don't remember any of this very well. Ladies Look forward to me doing a topic boys. where I have to, like, reconfigure my noggin so I write it down as I go. This is this <laughs> is what happens just in our regular everyday life. I'm like, how does this work? And three hours later, I got an answer that I... Well, for some fucking reason, to. you're like, how does a leader get there in the first place? I'm like, well, shit. I... <laughs> I hadn't thought that far yet. I'm really great at coming up with questions that I don't even know well, the answer so to. So early on, like, when she thinks Edo's a serial killer, she's like, I don't give a shit about the past. And I'm like, all right, you said it, champ. That's the route we're going with this. <laughs> we're not following it up. And then you ask, like, a simple question. I'm like, fuck. Well, the problem <laughs> is that she's supposed to be from 300 years in the future. All right. From, from I'm what, assuming he spends a lot of from time what I can tell, out in the dump. From what I can tell, she landed there. Um... Because she was on a dying planet and her scientist father put her in a little rocket and sent it before their planet exploded. Is the planet in a jar? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going Are we Superman rulesing this? No, 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 we're not because we're doing um, Vampirella, which if you remember the original origin is just a blatant theft of Supermans. Or is <laughs> Fucking it, love that or shit. Or is it Supergirls where it got knocked off course because Dad's not that very good at space travel? Yeah, she got like bonked or something. 
And then you got poor Kara's one. Who, depending on which version you're using, fuck Karen, sorry. Kara's super, we got Karen's. Power girl. Um, her one went slightly off course and went through a fucking wormhole and popped out in, in you know, Prime Earth, and she's like, hmm, fuck, there's already a Supergirl here. Imagine growing up and learning that, like, you're already here, bro. Yay! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Alright, well, while I ask questions that no one needs the answer to and forget that I asked the question in the first place. Um, I, yeah, I think we're, I think we're all set. It's, it's weird to end an episode because we've only been talking about it for, like, what is, like, 20 minutes for us right now. So I'm a little bit scared to end it, but obviously, um, there was parts before that. So, um, thank you for listening to our two-parter. Um. Three, technically. One, two for them. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, Alita's good. I would recommend it. Uh, Send us an email at schoolforwardnerds at gmail.com if you can justify uh, the series dragging out like it has instead of having a nice ending. Because that's a, that's a fascinating thing in the in the big editions. You get to a certain point and then there's like a black page with white text on it. It says, if you want to continue the series and read Mars Chronicles and Last Order, uh, stop here. If you want the original ending that the author created, uh, turn the page. Future and adventure. Kind of, yeah. It's like, well, we can either drag it out or things can diverge right here. <laughs> right I had, here. I had a choose-your-own-adventure Cinderella story. How does that fucking work? Cinderella has an end, like a definitive story. I'm now questioning Did that. you win? I read that book a lot, but I cannot remember any part of it. I will have to ring my mom and see if she kept it. Alright, well, I've tracked that Because it turns out she kept most of our VHSs as kids. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, alright. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. I've been your host, Toby DePaula, joined by producer Kaya. Um, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Um, if you play God, um, the laptop will get full. Class dismissed. <laughs>